Welcome everybody to Real Radio. And I'm continuing to connect dots everywhere, but this is a shorter distance dot. I know I've had a lot of my recent conversations with people that were living elsewhere, but this is a US-based person, so I'm doing good. Maybe I'm doing better. Um, how does this person fit into the guest list? So I edit, so after my stint in New York, I call it stint, I ended up going to get educated in Boston and at Boston University. And this person was a prominent person at Boston University, if that's fair to say, but she's more prominent now. Let's all relax. Uh, but at that time, she was uh, she was a student athlete. And now she is a leader of student athletes. I got coach Marissa Mosley. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I don't think I was prominent then, so I'm glad you qualified that statement. That's that's a subjective opinion. <laughs> You're prominent now to everybody, even the ones who don't want you to be. So congratulations <laughs> on that, first off. Thank you. Thank um, you. So, so, I want, so this is not going to be a conversation about X's and, X's and O's because I don't know that I'm qualified to have conversations about X's and O's. Um, okay. I'm more interested. I'm more curious about the coach and the person. So, but I will say, I was watching a documentary recently about Don Staley and about what she did at South Carolina uh, with a quote unquote smaller program or mid-major, however they call it. Um, is that- is South that South Carolina? Some, yeah. I mean, they weren't, hold up. They won the championship, but I'm saying prior to her, if you look at from the beginning, they weren't- Yeah, yeah. They would still be considered a power five school, but they were. They didn't have the, they didn't have the history of success, but they definitely are still a power five school. Just, just want to make that clear. I'm glad you put that out there. So fair enough. So what is your, is that, do you envision bringing BU into that category or, or those discussions? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, one of the things I talk to with my players about is, um, and, and anybody <laughs> that will listen, um, <laughs> is, just, <laughs> is just the idea of, you know, excellence in anything that we do. Right. And so I want to, um, if we're, if I'm going to be doing something, if I'm here at BU or, you know, that ESPN or UConn or whatever, I want to be a part of excellence and I want to, um, you know, try to be the best version of myself, um, and get anybody else who's around me to kind of elevate their level as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think BU, you know, UConn wasn't UConn until Coach Ariama came there and built the program up. And so I think the, the potential to be really good anywhere um, has to start somewhere. Um, and then what you do with that, um, with your resources, with your opportunities, um, and, you know, with the culture that you build, I think you can become anything that you want to. So I remember you as a player like, cause I went to a few games and I remember you as a player being very vocal, but you have a, you have a nice demeanor. So I'm curious. So as a coach, I'm going to bet that you've kept that. So when you're recruiting these players and then they, they see that switch into uh, somebody that's very passionate and vocal, how does that, what's their faces like the first time? Um. Well, so yes, I am. I was in college. I still am. Um, and I think I am try to be as authentic as possible, um, even when I'm recruiting them. So um, I feel really strongly that you have to show people who you are, um, all facets of, facets of you from the beginning. 
so that there aren't any surprises, right? And so we in, we invite recruits to come to our games. We're now fortunate that all of our games are on ESPN Plus, so they can watch them. Um, the commentators will make comments about my passion or my, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, my my displeasure with the referees potentially. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I've never gotten a technical foul. Three years yet, as a head coach, never yet, got a yet, 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 for sure. I I definitely was close this year. I thought like when I when I told the referee their job. Uh, the only reason they were there was to see that. So when she said she didn't see it, I was like, well, that's the only reason you're here. I thought maybe that was on the line of maybe getting called for a text, but it's all good. Um, but no, I, um, yeah, I think my, my players, they appreciate the passion. They know um, that we have a really strong relationship. And so I work really hard that they understand that I, whenever I am, you know, uh, getting on them or I'm passionate about how I feel, <laughs> it is about them as a player and not as a person. So these are not personal attacks. I, I, you know, I love you, but I might not like you as a basketball player right now. And we need to fix that so we can get better. Do you, I mean, given the fact that you just went through, cause I think last, last season was affect, obviously last season was affected by COVID, but this season now also was affected by COVID. Um, yeah. How's that lived as a coach, right? I know, I mean, yeah, how's that lived as a coach? Yeah, it's, um, it is a really kind of surreal and bizarre experience um, and exhausting all at the same time. Um, you know, part of how I decided to approach it was very much on a day-to-day, -day, you know, basis, which is really hard. It was a switch for me because I'm a planner. So I like to look out and to see kind of what's coming and what we need to do and everything else. And there's literally COVID is like, F your plans. <laughs> like there are no plans. You know what I mean? That's um, right. And so, so I had to, you know, I had to pivot. I mean, we've all pivoted. I, I make jokes to other coaches that like, you know, my, the ball, my foot is worn out at this point from the amount of pivots that we have done. But um you know, I think it, it's just really also um, taught me to be even more resilient um, and a go with the flow person, which I am not also like I'm anal and I am, you know, high type A and I'm all of those things. And you can't be, you, I mean, you, you can, but you're, it's not going to work out for you. So I had to like say, okay, Marissa, I'm going to control the controllables. I think I've said that phrase as much as other people have said in an abundance of caution, right? Both of them need to be thrown out the window at this point. Um, and you know, I think, um, it's been, it's been crazy, but I, I'm also really grateful that, you know, the university, our athletic department, everyone else has put us in position to be able to safely do this to this point. Um, you know, played 12 games when we didn't think we might not even have a season to be approaching the postseason, you know, and hopefully have a chance to play an NCAA tournament. All of those things were really a lot of unknowns going in, um, you know, to the fall, um, in 2020. So. Yeah, it's wild, but um, I have a great group of people that I work with and on my team. So it's definitely been uh, a lot easier to manage when you have good people. Were you guys in a BU bubble? Um, somewhat, I guess. I mean, okay. our, our conference um, made divisions. So um, North, Central, and South divisions within our conference. So we didn't play uh, a majority of teams. We only played actually uh, three teams. We played Army four times we played Holy Cross five times and we played Lafayette once. So it's been, you know, that's been kind of a wild uh, component of this. Um, but the U 
created their own lab system on campus. So we do all of our testing on campus, which is great. And they turn it around in 24 hours. So they were testing 6,500 people a day um, or are. So we test three times a week. Um, so in some ways we are kind of bubbled, but I mean, you, you, you know, BU's campus, it's, it's linear. So there's not yeah. really like, you, it's not like an actual <laughs> it's, bubble. <laughs> it's a city campus. Yeah, um, for sure. So given the format and you brought it up and, and I was looking at, I was looking at the record. Um, so you guys have a great record, just 10 and two. Um, but I'm curious. So does given the, the current format where you play the same teams multiple times, more than twice, um, yeah. does that mean that right now you hate Holy Cross or how do you feel about <laughs> Holy Cross? Keep it real. I mean, Holy Cross is our rival. And the last year uh, we played them three times the year before we played them three times. So um, and it's been kind of back and forth. Um, I don't hate them, but I just, I, I don't like playing <laughs> that many times. I mean, this past week we played them three times, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, at some point it's like enough already. Um, but you know, you, you, again, you got to roll with it. You, you know, play the cards you're dealt. And so we just had to accomplish that goal and to talk about with our kids, there's usually a non-conference season. And then there's a conference season and then there's the postseason. And so we finished this second part of the season and now we've moved on to this postseason and, and we're just really trying to um, take advantage of that. You were talking earlier about um, you talking all kinds of craziness to the refs. Do you talk craziness to other coaches? Keep it real. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Oh, on I the sidelines? I mean, in, in my head, I might be saying something. <laughs> you know, I, there's a certain kind of decorum that you have to try to you know but in my head I definitely probably I, I got crazy to everybody in my head <laughs> so are there coaches you don't like you don't have to tell us who they are but is that is, do coaches <laughs> not like other coaches is that a thing yeah that's definitely a thing okay. I mean we're human okay. right people there's people that you don't know there's people you don't like right uh no I like everybody that's a lie okay 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 <laughs> Well, you're the anomaly. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're, no, you're I like don't. Most, most people, there's some folks they're not fans of. So, no, trust me, I don't like. There's a lot of people that I don't like. Believe that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I'm curious as a as an ex student athlete and now coach, and I know there was a, 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 it might be still ongoing. I'm not in college, so I don't know. But the topic of of players getting uh, athletic. Uh, what is it? Wow. Student athletes getting paid. Is that something yeah. you have an opinion on? Um, I'm torn on it, to be honest. Um, I do. I think that there, uh, you know, there's levels to this thing, right? So mm-hmm. um, the reality is, I think that there are certain student athletes who are, are in, in a revenue generating sports that are making a ton of money and it is a, a little bit of modern, not a little bit, it is modern day slavery, the way that this is going on. Um, and I do think at the state on the same token, there are, there are student athletes who are receiving more than they're producing. And so to broad brush it and say that everybody should get paid the same amount is it, it doesn't, that doesn't compute for me. Um, and, you know, so I think there's gotta be some type of formula Um, I don't know what that is, right? Because even if you look at like Alabama football, right? Their their top quarterback or running back is doing more than the 53rd guy on the squad. Now he's still, the 53rd guy on the squad is still showing up every day. He's still practicing. He's doing everything else and he's helping contribute. But as far as the money-making component, 
of you know showing up on Saturdays performing and getting the TV contracts and everything else it's a different story so in that way I think um you know there's got to be some different kind of levels to it um and at the same time I think you know there's a there's a a a theory that okay if you want to get paid for this and then you feel like you're an employee then you also have to be willing to get fired. <laughs> I like that. I hear that. Right? So, so you can't get all the benefits of working, but if you don't show up on time to a job, if you don't follow the rules, if you don't, you know, are compliant, then you get fired. And that, and if our job is in fact to teach about the real world, then that has to be a component. And I don't know what the firing component is, you right? But like, mm-hmm the theory being that what's the repercussion because a lot of the stuff that is now being instituted is for the benefit of student athletes and their protection which i think they have not been protected for too long but there is a flip side to that so that's kind of that's why i'm conflicted a bit so i'm curious so even in the current format if you let's say you make a recruiting mistake (laughs) is there a way to get rid of a player that either doesn't perform i mean if they don't want to be there they could transfer great but i'm saying if you don't want them there are those things Um, you think about uh well i think about it in recruiting so i try to work really hard to get the right people (laughs) um you know because you know i mean we're like i said before we're human so you're gonna make you know a mistake or you might have anticipated a kid was you know gonna be project out to be something because that's really all you're doing in recruiting you're projecting to what you think they're going to become um and you're listening to a lot of people who are telling you this kid is great this kid's this because they want that kid to get a scholarship so you know so it's like you're you have to do your work on the front end and even sometimes you you kind of can get duped or whatever um i've been really fortunate that the kids that i've brought in here uh, have been really good um and have kind of you know lived up to what i thought they were going to be and I also take pride in developing them. So if they aren't exactly what I thought they're going to be, let's get you to be the best version of yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can have a conversation. Like if it, it has to usually be something really egregious. Like they broke a team rule. They, okay. you know, school-wise, they're not performing, whatever. It can't just, you, you, you are not allowed to. Like you're not good enough. You got to go. Like that's not a thing. That, that, in fact, it's not allowed. Like you can't, you can't cut a kid off of a team because of their performance copy that and you were talking we were talking when i asked you the question about athletes getting paid you kind of brought in the the business aspect of the sport as a coach is that something that weighs on you like the the money generating aspect of what you're doing or lack well, so there's yeah well so there's there's legislation right now for the nil uh which mm-hmm. is for nate image and likeness and so the a lot of the kids uh, in fact, I just saw a story on the ticker the other day where Notre Dame is opting out for right now EA Sports because that hasn't been approved yet, the NIL. Um, and I think for us, NIL in Massachusetts, I checked, it's not till 2022 that it's supposed to um, come up to, to be passed. Um, but I, I think, you know, you should be able to get paid for your name and image and likeness. Like someone, like everybody else in America gets paid for that when, <laughs> you know, when it's used. So why would a student athlete, you know, forego those rights? Like that, that doesn't make any sense. They don't own you. And that's where I think there's, you know, there, you, you made a commitment, you get a scholarship, whatever. 
but there has to be some reciprocity there. Um, and it is, this is all a business, right? That's, I think that, yeah. that gets lost sometimes. This whole thing is a business. It is not, yes, we say they're student athletes and I, I got a great education. It afforded me opportunities to go on in my life and be successful, but I also had to come to practice every day and I had to, you know, hit certain standards and marks that a, a normal student didn't necessarily have to do, but they also might've been paying out of pocket. So, you know, it, it's a give and take. So this is a question that's been nagging me and you're the only female coach I know. Yes. Well, we so need I'm to make that. We are, yeah. We got to figure that out. I mean, get, well, get, well, get, get, get your Rolodex up. Come on now. <laughs> Listen, my roller desk is like this thick. That's it. <laughs> nothing. Um, but the question, the question I was going to ask you is, do you think college will have a, a woman coaching a men's team or vice? Well, vice versa already happens. But I'm just curious, is that something, especially on the basketball or even football, actually? Um, are those barriers? As yeah, as a head coach, not assistant. Yeah, so... Well, I think, you know, the first step is to become an assistant. So I think that's already happening, right? That Maine right. right now, in Maine, there's a female coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been in the past, obviously, Becky Hammond with the Spurs. Um, Stephanie Reddy back in the day. Bernadette, uh, I think Bernadette's last name was Peters. Um, she was the uh, assistant for Rick Pitino, like, in the um, 90s or maybe even the 80s at Kentucky. So, um so, yeah, so it's happened before. I think that that's like anything else in order for there to be progress, there's steps. Um, I think, you know, I just saw a shirt the other day that just said it's a female coach, but then the female was <laughs> crossed out because we do the same thing. Um, and so I, I think there's really um, there that, that there's a lot of truth to that. It really would be um, the shift in the men being coached and, and, and having women and a woman in an authoritative authoritative position telling you what to do or calling you out on your stuff or thinking that, you know, somehow she is not as competent um, as you are in, um, in the, the, you know, the profession. And, you know, there's a proficiency that just comes with the sport, right? I coach basketball. I don't coach women's basketball. I coach basketball and I happen to coach women who play the sport. So the game is the game. Like it, like who, where you go, how you, you know, you're spacing, you're passing, you're cutting, that is all the same. Um, and so I feel like, you know, really confident that I could do it. I think it's, it's not necessarily the women, it's the men who have to open their minds and listening to the guys talk about Becky Hammond or, you know, the other women who have now come in into, you know, assistant coaches roles um there's a lot of respect there for what they do but it's they earn that respect because of their proficiency right they didn't earn that respect because they were a woman correct once you're done coaching and you're winning all these trophies um are you going to do sideline sideline reporting play by play are you going on sports center what's the plan miss i have an agenda (laughs) what's on the agenda well right now I want to coach for a while before if you would ask me this maybe five or six years ago I would have told you I don't want to be a head coach because I was afraid (laughs) uh afraid of what afraid of what afraid of failing 
afraid okay. of failing and not being good at being a head coach. So I had convinced myself and anybody else that would listen that I was not going to coach. I was going to move on. I was going to do something else. Um, and I don't know. I have a lot of things that are of interest to me. Um, I love decorating. So I could see myself doing something like that or having my own business. Um, like a, I would love my ideal job would have my own little shop in Georgetown and, and Washington, D.C. <laughs> and it would be called curated. And I would just go around and travel around the world and curate things. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll be on TV. Uh, that doesn't necessarily, it used to, like I worked at ESPN, Shredder College. I thought that's what I wanted to do, but I really like to, I like helping people. And so I might go back to school and become a family and marriage counselor. Like there's just things that, uh, I know it's so random, but I basically yes. am doing counseling in this job. See, like we are, we are uncertified <laughs> counselors as coaches. Um, I probably at this point have had enough meetings that I should have my PhD in counseling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have several things that are ruminating, but I don't necessarily have a concrete plan of uh, just yet, but I will be excellent in whatever it is that I do. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. First of all, the way you described all these things was more detailed than I would say the average person. So I'm going to go ahead and say that <laughs> those are plans, but that's okay. I'll let you get away. Okay, with that. okay, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, I, but, I have a problem with being detail oriented. So, but <laughs> anyone who hears a story of mine, it's like, so you just told me that to tell me that you broke your nail, and you just told me I'm like, yeah, but you needed to like get. I need to set the stage for you. You know what I mean? Like you had to feel like you were there with me. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> but listen, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your time, and I know we were talking before. We might have to do this again uh, when I get better lighting since you messed me up. Um, but uh, deal, I appreciate deal. You I promise that. you, I owe you. I owe you. Quelques années en arrière, je vivais ma vie dans la tête. Maman, mamie, guitare à la main et m'a dit faut que tu testes. Beaucoup de personnes veulent ma perte ou la faut sonner l'alerte. Tu disais que t'étais mon frère, aujourd'hui t'es prêt à me la mettre. Oui, tu voulais ma tête, tout là où la est. Oui, tu voulais ma tête, tout là où la est. Un miroir dans la ville Dans la suite ça va trop vite Tu sais que pour l'amour du risque On est toujours prêt au pire Douleur et peine nous attire Dans la suite ça va trop vite Me fais pas regarder Oui je vois dans tes yeux Mais pourquoi t'es triste Il faut que tu réalises Que tu croyais pas en moi Mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça Tu croyais pas en moi Mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je rêve une maman se barre au soleil avec papa dans la foulée. Destination dure à trouver, mais je sais qu'un jour j'y arriverai. Je suis décidé. Avec la vie que je veux mener Donc si t'es prête, vas-y suis-moi et je t'emmènerai Un miro dans la ville Dans la street ça va trop vite Tu sais que pour l'amour du risque On est toujours prêt au pire Tout leur peine nous attire Tu prends pas la tête Sur leurs histoires sans intérêt Je suis décidé Avec la vie que je veux mener Dans la street ça va trop vite Fais pas ton regard visseur Mais pourquoi t'es triste? Il faut que tu réalises. 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 Mais tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça.
pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Ou tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu croyais pas en moi, mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Tu disais qu'on était frère, mais aujourd'hui je me trouve seul quand tu m'as mis à l'envers. Tu disais qu'on était frère, mais aujourd'hui je me retrouve seul car tu me l'as mise à l'envers. Mais aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Oh ouais, oh ouais, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Yeah, yeah, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Oh ouais, oh ouais, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Yeah, yeah, faut que tu réalises. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui je suis dans ça. Je suis dans ça, oui, aujourd'hui. 